At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Later this week, which I guess would mean tomorrow, hopefully I'll be done with it, I will give my review of the show Succession, which I know most people have already watched, but I'm just getting around to finishing it. And let me just state the headline, Kelly, in advance, which you and I appear to have agreed upon here in this break. Oh, my God, how overrated was that show? Yeah. It's good. It's perfectly fine. Nothing happened after season (laughs) one. Okay, that's for tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, All right, AFC East. Uh, This on the heels. Yesterday we talked NFC West um, because of the the Brock Purdy news that he was reporting. Obviously, the Bosa Um, hold out as well. So we talked NFC West. Let's talk some AFC East today because Aaron Rodgers signing a reworked contract in which he voluntarily reduced his salary by about 35 mil. Kelly, you you are going to reduce your salary by about 35 mil, you think? No, I'm willingly. I'm good. That's not very nice of you. Uh, Rodgers, 39 years old, signed a two-year, $75 million contract, fully guaranteed, a source said. He was due to make close to $110 million in guarantees on his previous contract. This is an uncommonly large pay cut, it should be noted, one that will provide financial flexibility for the organization, it's Canadian, over the next two years. So he's doing the Tom Brady thing, right? Although late yes. in his career, he's doing the Tom Brady thing, it should be noted. Yeah, $110 million, $75 million. What's the difference, Kelly? Well, there's that, and it's where he's still going to be on. He'll be on the books for the Jets like five years from now. It's yeah. just kind of spreading out the pay a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, it's 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 a big deal when you allow the the 100%. team cap space to go out and sign other people, and we've seen that directly correlate today because Dalvin Cook is yep. all the world is he's down there and going to be visiting uh, this weekend in New York. And if you've been tracking those next team odds at all over at DraftKings, that was. I think plus 400 on the Jets yesterday, down to minus 200 this morning. I'm going to guess off the board right now because those reports are moving fast. Yep. Jets, of course, behind the Bills in terms of the betting favorite at the uh, for the AFCs. The Bills at 10.5 season win totals pre-flop. They're plus 120 to win the division. Jets are not at 9.5, plus 270 to win the AFCs. Dolphins also at 9.5 at 3-1. to one. 
And then there's the Patriots. Bill Belichick and the Patriots have not finished last in this division since 2000, the year 2000, the year before Tommy got there. Uh, they're 8-1 to one to win this division. Let's just start with the Jets, first of all, because, and I know there's a lot of excitement. They got a lot of good players, man. The, the mm-hmm. Jets are stacked on offense and defense. A little offensive line issue, though. We shouldn't gloss over that. But the biggest sort of scheduling quirk, if we can call it that, that came out, their first six games, and you can talk them up as much as you want, but their first six games are home Buffalo, at Dallas, home New England, home Kansas City, at Denver in the elevation, and home Philly. That's before your bye. Kelly, if you gave them truth serum right now and you're like, we'll give you three and three, they would run to take that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're talking about... Seventh toughest schedule overall based off of win total. Mm-hmm. Toughest schedule first six weeks of the year. No doubt about that. That is brutality. So the, the only issue with people getting all bullish about the Jets is, uh, let's give them a Patriots win. And I guess for, for being generous, let's give them a Broncos win. But that's generous. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, but two and four seems to be the most likely outcome here. If you're two and four, maybe the way to play them is the in-season adjusted season I think you, total. I think you have to. Yeah. If you're looking at betting on the Jets this season, I think you have to wait. Wait till that bye week. See where things are at. Yeah. Because you, you just you might be able to get a lot better number than where things are at right now. As for the Bills, I mean, I asked Mike Pritchard, you know, our own Mike Pritchard, what's the team you think might be sort of overrated in the NFL? He, he says the Buffalo Bills, and you know. Sean McDermott taking over defensive play calling duties this year. Um, that'll be interesting. Tremaine Edmonds uh, lost this offseason. Their middle linebacker. Offensive line also a liability with them. They lost Roger Saffold. Uh, according to Warren Sharp, the Bills allowed a 44% pressure rate in last season's postseason and now face a schedule of opposing pass rushers that's top five in difficulty. And let's not forget they lose a home game because they're considered the home team against Jacksonville and London. And Jacksonville will already have been in London, hanging out, acclimating to the time zone. By the way, two hours for me last night, Kelly. Time zone. <laughs> Jet lag still in full effect. So that's, I mean, that's part of what Pritch is talking about. Now the Bill's still the justified favorite. Yes, but I guess is what we're all saying. I, I, so, yeah, I do. I, I did further digging into this uh, this division yesterday, so t- took a lot of notes away from credit each team. But, man, this is the one that, you know, I've been pretty high on the Bills. I'm really high on Josh Allen. It's just, look, they had some they had some offensive line issues last year that I don't know that they really went out and saw, really improved all that much. And the weapons around Josh Allen, right? He, I think Dalton Kincaid was, looks like it will be a good draft uh, draft pick for them to add to add to his weapons. But you're talking about losing, not, not some of these guys weren't the biggest contributors, but Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Cole Beasley, all lost from that wide receiving core. Um, you don't really replace it with, with a whole lot. It's just there's – we know there was off-field issues or whatever between Stephon Diggs and whatever's going on with this Bills team. He says he's fine now. He says he's fine, but yeah. they are so reliant on him in that wide yeah. receiving core and then Josh Allen to do almost everything with a with a decent defense. I just think th- this this division got a whole lot tougher, I think, with the, the Dolphins to continuing to get better. Well, so that's who I want to ask yeah. you about. And then the Jets obviously adding Aaron Rodgers. I think this is – I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bills finished second or third in this In division. some weird way, with all the Aaron Rodgers hype and the Bills being the Bills, having had the success they had. But, by the way, perilously close to ending up 
you know, as the Jim Kelly-led version of the Bills who lost that many Super Bowls. Obviously, this version has not gotten to a Super Bowl yet, but uh, the lack of a Super Bowl title being the uh, the comparison that I'm making. Are we sleeping on the Dolphins, who haven't won a playoff game as a franchise since 2000, the year 2000? Mm-hmm. Jay Fiedler was their quarterback then. They significantly improved the defense. Jalen Ramsey, in tow. Vic Fangio, their defensive coordinator, say what you will about Fangio as a head coach, but no one questions his ability as a coordinator. It's Tyreek and Waddle as your as your wideouts. And Tua for for, you know, those who listen, injury concerns, absolutely. absolutely. Concussion concerns, absolutely. But when he's on the field, yeah, uh, eight and one to start in his first nine starts that everybody cites. But how about this? Finished second among quarterbacks and expected points added per play last year. Only Patrick Mahomes better. Is this the team we're sleeping yes, on? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I'm actually, I might shop around a little bit. I think if they're, I think I would want more than three to one. Because I, I think Jets and Bills, I'm going to give both of them their due respect. I agree with that. I was, hoping, more, I was hoping for more bang for the buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was closer to four to one, I actually think I'd take a stab on the Dolphins a bit in this division. Yeah, I just, and the Patriots are just going to be awful. Right? Well, I think they're going to be. Okay, awful. but let's talk about that. Let's let's define awful. Okay, last place, fourth out of four in the AFC East, mm-hmm. which which maybe besides the AFC North and or maybe not besides the AFC North is probably the toughest division in football, yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. So one A or one, yeah, one A, one B with the AFC North. So the Patriots could like, would you would you hate it if I said they might be the best last place team in football? Maybe, maybe not. Right, the AFC North again will have something to say about that. Yeah. But maybe, maybe they are. That okay. Obviously, they won the AFC seventeen of nineteen years, including eleven in a row. Uh, they haven't finished last, as I mentioned, in this division since 2000. Bill Belichick's first season with the team, 25 and 25 straight up since Tom Brady left. 25 and 25. Mm-hmm. But that whole Matt Patricia Joe Judge thing is now by the wayside. I mean, that was Belichick's one gaffe and you know one glaring thing where it's like only he thought that was a good idea. So it's Bill O'Brien as the OC. Juju is in tow. Mike Gesicki is there. They did lose Jacoby Myers, the law firm of Jacoby Myers. But the schedule is also a problem. Let's go to Sharp Football Analysis. Warren Sharp projected to be the single toughest in the NFL. So there's that. And that's the problem. And arguably last year, their worst offensive season under Belichick, 18.2 offensive points per game, their fewest since that year of 2000. And I'm just not a Mac Jones guy. But that schedule's brutal. Me either. And you're right. I should, I should, uh, let me be a little bit more careful with yeah. my wording. If this team is in the NFC, yeah. they'd probably be right in the hunt for an NFC wildcard uh, pick. Absolutely. But uh, they're not. They're in the AFC and they're in the AFC East. This schedule is brutal, partially because of the division they're in. I think this defense is still going to be good this year. I even think the offense should be better than what it was last year. Kind of hard for them not to be. But I think they'll be better than they were last year. I still think they're dead last in the AFC. So yesterday I said the best bets for me in the NFC West were the Cardinals under, even the even despite the fact that they're four and a half. I still think they're that dreadful, that they under four and a half. And the Seahawks to make the playoffs at minus 120 in the weaker NFC. What's the best bet in this division? Maybe Bills under their win total. Really? I think that's where I'd look. I don't think I have one. I don't know that I will be betting anything yeah. in this division, but I think that's where I'd look. Either that or if you could find Long Dolphins Long odds. Dolphins odds to win the division and maybe a little bit of the Dolphins over. I, I would focus on the Dolphins because I think that is the team that in some strange way has gotten looked over here.
We'll come back. Tim Lawson joins us to talk Women's World Cup next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide drops next week. It's college football week next week. Get previews and predictions for every D1 team and conference. Best bets on futures and season win totals, plus an in-depth breakdown of how you can use our betting splits and power rankings to make you smarter, better this season. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything that VEASAN has to up your betting game. Remember, this offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to take advantage of these special offers and become part of the sports betting network it's Gil alexander it's kelly bidlin we get tweets at beating the book just want to get to a couple here before we get to timmy uh corbin at uh, corbino 13 thanks gil for the suggestion on the quarterback series couldn't agree more didn't like the golf or tennis series at all on netflix this is a 10 out of 10 getting right pumped up for football also forget all the dumb things that happened during the season like like telling Mariota, don't fumble the ball. It was great. I have my highest recommendation to watch Peyton Manning's quarterback, again, featuring Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, uh, which is an eight-episode series, which is just awesome. It will get you so pumped for football. Nicholas Griggs. Oh, we got to talk about this real quick, Kelly, before we get to Tim. Do you remember Nicholas Griggs? This is <laughs> called a player retiring, about the worst you'll ever see. It's actually scored different than a walkover. Kelly would be disappointed. Okay, what he's referring to. Kelly, do you remember the day I came in here and I told you about, first of all, I had a few of these early in the tennis season where I had big dogs and they were up 5-2, ready to win in straight sets, and the other girl just took her toys and went home. Mm-hmm. And if you and most books, it's a refund if they don't finish. There's some books that one set, it's graded. But some most books, you need it the full way to get graded. And it's like, it's the worst betting experience ever because you get so angry. You're like, I made this, un- I had this unbelievable handicap. We're about to win. It played out. And, it yeah. just, and they quit. They quit. So remember, I came in here a few months ago, and I was like, this dude, Hugo Gaston from France, do you remember when I was telling you he was playing Borna Corich, and Corich hit the ball, and it looked like it was going to be a winner, and then Corich, and then uh, Gaston just pulled a, a tennis ball out of his pocket and threw it up in the air yeah. to have a, <laughs> to make the point not count or try to, like, you know, had it, has it let. So Gaston yesterday uh, was playing Tringoletti. It was, it was the third and final set, the decider. Trigoletti was up 5-2, and Gaston is serving love 40. 
So Trigoletti has three match points. Do you know what Gaston did? He walks up to the net. He's like, I'm good. I'm done. So everybody who bet against Gaston, who were at books that weren't at a one-set graded shop, which is most of them that require refunds, is brutal. That is brutal. brutal. That is brutal. What, that, there's not many things in betting that still, after all these years, stick with you and get you angry. That is one of them. Is that a all? Do all books need to change? Because uh, like this isn't going to stop, right? Like I think there, I think there has to be something. If it gets that far, you know, how like totals in the NFL, it's fifty-five minutes out right. of six. There's got to be some equivalent thing in tennis. Because when it gets that far, it's just like, oh, these guys are just messing around with each other at that point. Anywho, thanks for that uh, tweet, Nicholas Griggs. Thanks for getting me all uh, riled up. I was not involved in that. Yeah, I did see a couple yeah. people tweeting about yeah. that yesterday. Uh, let's talk some soccer. Women's World Cup in the U.S. specifically. By the way, we talked about Felica was 3-1. and one. Uh, Paul Carr with a net win yesterday in his split. Tim Lawson, we didn't have him on, but he, I believe he went 3-0 and because oh, he had the Netherlands uh, plus .75 goals, and then he also had the under, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I want to get this right. He had the under in the Portugal Match as well. Yeah, the, the Vietnam-Portugal. And then he had Nigeria plus one as a lean. So he's all over it. Tim Lawson from the Better Life podcast. Or the, the I should say better the, with the O-R, not E-R. The Better Life <laughs> podcast joins us now. How you doing, Timmy? Uh, I'm doing well, Gil. After, I mean, you more so than anybody knows that the, the, the group stage up to this point has been a little choppy for me. Uh, trying to take, I took a couple positions on overs and of course didn't get there in a super under tournament, but uh, you know, going three and zero in the last set of games, uh, you know, as a better, it's really good for the morale, right. To be like, okay, maybe, maybe I haven't lo- lost touch on this. And so uh, I'm pumped going into the, the next half of the group stage. Before we get to some of your thoughts on these games coming up here, what did you learn from the, from the U S performance yesterday? They, they trail one nil. You and I sort of texted about this. One of my single biggest complaint, let me just state by saying I am not as big of a soccer guy as you or as many people, but as the, the, my American sensibilities, my biggest complaint about soccer broadcasting is when a team goes to halftime down one nil, it just feels like the analysis boils down to the team with the one did everything right. And the team with the nil, Oh, they're just tactically, they're getting out maneuvered. They don't have the passion, right? Technically they're not doing it. Those soccer buzzwords. And I felt like that was the case yesterday at halftime. Then my other complaint is, okay, but then when that team comes by to tie it one-to-one, usually the tone completely changes. Oh, the coach changed everything up. It might have actually applied yesterday, though, even though even the coach said he didn't change anything up. It certainly looked like the U.S., not only tying it up at one apiece, could have not, you know, we're knocking on the door to do more. What was your biggest takeaway from them generally as a side? So I think it... I- I haven't brought this up publicly yet because uh, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, th- th- saying anything poor against the United States never goes well for you, right? Either you look like an idiot when when they prove you wrong or no one wants to hear it, even if you're a little bit right. But this team is full of world-class players that just have not had the opportunity to gel, right? Look at their front line. Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman have only been playing for the national team for a couple of years at this level, right? They, and they just don't have enough you know, playing time in meaningful matches for us to really see them gel. And, you know, you have Alyssa Nair in, in goal, who's, you know, she's 35, 36 years old. She's in a, in a, in a year where her club's not performing uh, very well. And I think that she 
you know, I think that goal, it was a great shot by the Netherlands, but I also think that a listener from four years ago, maybe gets a better jump on that and, and stops it. So uh, I think this team is full of great players that are still attempting to gel but the big takeaway on the positive side is Lindsay Horan is a fantastic leader. Uh, most American fans may not know her because she plays in Europe versus with the NWSL. She is the captain with Becky Sauerburn uh, being, uh, being injured, but not only is she a fierce competitor, she, I, be I believe that, you know, they may say they didn't do anything tactically. I would bet that Lindsay Horan uh, as captain motivated that team to get out there and play the top notch soccer that we expect out of them. And she, she went ahead and took the lead and got the goal for them. So, uh, I, I think we have tremendous talent that is still looking to gel. She was tremendous last night for sure. We have three games coming up. We're still in the knockout stage here. We're still in the uh, group stage, I should say. Argentina, South Africa, England, Denmark, China, Haiti. What are your thoughts on any of those? Uh, I'm with Felica on Denmark not scoring. Uh, I think England just controls the match. They get their one or two goals to get the three points and they move on. Uh, I think I'm oppo on uh, Argentina, South Africa, then Felica. I like the over two, which the, the total is now a two. Uh, South Africa, with only 30% of the possession against Sweden, still was ma uh, managed to get 11 shots off for a little over one XG. Uh, and I think they're going to be able to create chances with Argentina as well. Argentina's probably the better side, so they'll have their opportunities. I think over two might be a push at worst, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I like the over two there. Nothing in China, nothing in the China match for me. I, uh, for the past like two hours, I've been trying to convince myself to take China six to one to qualify out of the group because <laughs> uh, I think there's a path there. But six to one, it, it still isn't quite good enough for or juicy enough for me to want to take it. So nothing in China for me. Wow, a two-hour conversation with yourself about that one thing. Speaking speaking <laughs> of speaking of like futures at this point, is there a is there a side that that you know has come up where you're like, oh, this probably represents good value right now, or maybe it's not even a side to win it all. Maybe it is, you know, to get out of a group, or maybe it's an, it's one of these awards as well, like a golden boot type of thing. Yeah, I, I think you know the golden boot and and outright kind of look like they are where they should be, uh, especially you know as we're looking to see how the other juggernauts really fare out in their second uh, group stage game. But if you haven't if you haven't gotten any outright or top goal scorer action, and you're looking for an entry point, some books offer a outright winner plus goal uh, top goal scorer parlay and it's it's you know the the team and then one of their players and alexandra pop in germany is like 16 to 1 that's not a that's not a, that's a pretty good price if you think germany can get there if they're probably going to do so with goals from alexandra so uh that's i think that that would be the that's the entry point i would take if i'm trying to get into the futures market the it, you know these Nothing is really too surprising except for what Nigeria did last night. They've definitely shaken up their uh, their group a little bit. But I looked up and down that uh, that um, the the getting out of the group and winning the group, and I couldn't find anything worth uh, worth supporting. All right, just to clarify on the way out, Tim, what was this? You just quoted a sixteen to one on on what now? On Alec for Germany to win outright and Alexandra Pop to be the top goal scorer. So oh, it's, wait, it's, a, a it's a parlay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we, but, it's, we, yeah. but some sports books just offer the market, right? You don't have to manufacture. You, you don't have to get the parlay. They just offer it. And uh, sixteen to one. I think I got. I think I saw it at Caesars. Okay. Pop by herself to be the top goal scorer is plus four fifty. But Tim talking about the Germany Pop parlay there. Thank you, Tim. Always great to catch up, man. The better life. Where all podcasts are distributed.
Thank you, yes, sir. Thanks, Bill. My man. At The Better Life. B-E-T-T-O-R. On the Twitter machine. Kelly and I will come back. We'll talk NFL. More NFL. This time through the prism of awards. How about MVP? Offensive Rookie of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. That's next. Numbers Game Visa the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. It's the final week to sign up now for only $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Bill, um, by the way, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Bill Krakenberger here. When I was a wee lad, I liked nothing more than the sport of boxing. Yep. And Vegas, first of all, the one thing that we, that, who, are, who have not been here forever, miss because we know how great it was, was great prize fights here. But when I was a kid, I grew up in D.C., so Sugar Ray Leonard was my idol, uh, from Palmer Park, Maryland, Olympic gold medalist, and then became one of the great welterweight, and then later middleweight, heavyweight even got to one of the great fighters of all time. But the welterweight division was just spectacular when I was a kid. Not only Sugar Ray Leonard, but also, of course, the hitman Tommy Hearns, Roberto Duran, Marvin Hagler was a middleweight who uh, Leonard stepped up to fight. But these are rare times when there are unification bouts at the welterweight division. Leonard Hearns won in November of 1981 was the one I remember most vividly. One of the greatest fights of all time. But we've had Trinidad de la Hoya. We've had Pacquiao and Mayweather in this uh, weight class. And now we have Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford this weekend in Vegas. And Bill, would you like to introduce the man who's going to help yeah, us navigate I, this? We really appreciate Teddy Atlas coming on. He has an appointment here in uh, about 15 minutes. We appreciate him giving us um, some time here. Uh, Ted, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Bill. Thanks, thanks, nice. thanks, Ted. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Big, big fight this weekend, and I know you're getting a lot of, you know, requests from everyone. We really appreciate you coming on for a couple minutes here. Uh, this line opened up around 140. It's now about 150 in town, and and uh, really some some two way action. I'm actually surprised a little bit more on Crawford. I understand, but uh, we wanted to get your take on this, Ted. What do you think? Who do you like, uh, odds wise? And uh, yeah, if you can give us a couple minutes, thanks. Yeah, no problem. You know, it's always good when you have a fight where you can make an argument on either side, a legitimate argument on either side. you got Spence, the naturally bigger guy, southpaw, that, you know, can be relentless. Uh, he's also shown that he's educated in, in the ring. He's cerebral enough. He's technically sound. He was an Olympian. You have to be, you know, pretty round, rounded. Uh, as a fighter, dimensional as a fighter, to be an Olympian. Uh, that means that he was fighting the best fighters in the world internationally for years before he ever went pro. He knows how to win. Uh, he's a guy that goes to the body really well. Nothing better than uh, going to the body of a smaller man, the naturally smaller man, obviously, Crawford. So you can make an argument for Spence, an easy argument, if you like the things I just said. And then you can go on the other side and make an argument for Crawford. Yeah, he's a smaller guy. But for me, punches are born. They're not made. And it's not always a correlation between size and power. It's you either have it or you don't have it. And if you have it, you carry it like Inouye does. 
uh, which he was explosive against the bigger Fulton just recently, and he was so impressive. I mean, Crawford moved up three weight classes and has carried his power. I think he's the more explosive puncher as far as just pure, you know, molecules to molecules, so to speak. He is the purer puncher. And he's more versatile. He's more dimensional. He might be the greatest switch hitter since Mickey Mantle. I mean, Mickey Mantle, for <laughs> your sports fans out there, he, he could go on either side of the plate with power or average. Well, Crawford does that. He could go southpaw or orthodox for power or for average. And I, I've never seen – I mean, Andre Ward was pretty damn good, but this guy takes it to another dimension. But wow. nice. where he separates himself – for me, Bill, is that Crawford is so instinctual. You know, my mentor, Customato, used to tell me that the great ones, they can kind of make it up as they do it. Kind of like a Louis Armstrong. You got music fans out there? Sure. You got them, right? Of course. So, hello? Yep, we're here. Yeah, some of your guys, I'm, I'm out in the middle of Manhattan, so I didn't know if I lost you or what. But uh, I was standing here trying to get this thing done for you before my doctor's appointment. Because you know what? You know, I got to get my nose looked at because I didn't move my head enough. Uh, so I got to deviate, deviate in something, which, which happens in my sports sometimes. So I got to get in there. Uh, but in about 10 minutes, uh, I'm... My son was good enough to pull me off on the side here. We're sitting in the car. People are looking at me, wondering why we're in a no-parking zone uh, on the phone as though everything's okay. But getting back to, to the music lovers out there, if you have any, is that guys like, guys like Louis Armstrong on the horn, one of the greatest horn players of all time, he could just invent his own notes. Just as he was playing, all of a sudden you say, well, I never heard that note before. Or Jimi Hendrix on a guitar just hit a different string. And you say, wow, that's different. I, I, that's, that's not usual. Crawford is along those lines. He can just create stuff if the need is there to create it. That's pure instincts. That's subconscious. That, that is something that can't be taught. That's something that you either have it or you don't have it. And very few people have it at the level that I've seen Crawford exhibit it. So because of that, I put him in a little bit of a special class. And obviously, it's pretty clear that I favor him. But, it's a, again, you can make an argument on either side. Physicality, size, fence. And at the same time, not just a bigger guy who don't know what the hell he's doing, but a bigger guy who's got an educated jab. I mean, he beat Mikey Garcia, Spence, because he out-jabbed him. Yeah, Mikey Garcia was the smaller man, but he was supposed to be the better boxer. He was supposed to be the guy that was going to counterpunch all night. Guess what? It's hard to counterpunch on the outside when a guy is controlling you with a jab. And that's exactly what Spence did to shut down Mikey Garcia. So, it was, again, it, both sides, good arguments, should be a good fight. So, Teddy, let me, let me jump in here for a second because I want you to get you to, to your doctor's appointment. So, Terrence Crawford at minus 150. It sounds like if you had to make a bet, you'll tell me if I'm wrong or not, that you would still lean Crawford. And I want to ask you additionally on that. 
uh, to tell tell me what what your response is to that. But also the total is set at ten and a half rounds with the over heavily juiced. The under is a good bang for your bucket plus one ninety. Where do you stand on that? Additionally, you know, it figures to go rounds. Obviously, you got two guys. See, the great thing about this fight is that it's not five years too late. When Pacquiao and Mayweather came together, it was five years too late for Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. It was, and and yeah, Crawford's getting up there a little bit, late, but you know what? I judge. I don't judge. By this age, chronological. I judge them by the amount of punishment they've taken, and in that way, Crawford is not old. He's not used up. He's, he doesn't have a lot of miles on the odometer, so you should get prime efforts from both guys. And I'm, I understand the the smart guys out there, the guys that lay the lines, looking at top guys, top skills. Both undefeated, both mentally together as well as physically together, that it's going to go rounds. But I'm going to go back to what I started this conversation with that Crawford carries that power. And he's dimensional, and he's instinctual. And he can sometimes time you with shots you don't see. He's got the option of doing it on the outside where he lays traps, he's got the option of, believe it or not, in the pocket with the bigger guy where he can time you and punch inside a shot where you might never see the shot. And as I said, he's got the option of going lefty or righty. I, I think it's feasible that Crawford hurts Spence before the night's over. Now, again, I understand, you know, going with the over I mean, for the reasons I just said. Both guys technically sound, both guys undefeated, both guys mentally tough guys. I see wanting to put you, lay your buck down on going rounds. But with that, with that line, I would think that I'm, I'm going to take a shot on the under. If I'm right, that Crawford catches him something before the night's over, before that number comes up that you just put out there, and that he can possibly get him out of there. So I think it's worth a shot. I would, I would take Crawford on the side as far as the bet to win, period. And then I would throw a little extra on the see if I get fortunate and pick up a little extra on the under. Teddy, How's that pre- sound to that you guys? Sounds, you guys that that sounds We appreciate beautiful. it, Ted. Thank Teddy, you appreciate much. it. Hope your doctor's appointment goes well. Congratulations on now, your fourth listen, grandkid. No, we got to run, Teddy. We got to run. The great Teddy Atlas, ESPN's Teddy Atlas, host of the Fight with Teddy Atlas podcast, and the trainer, Bill, to 18 champions. Please tell Teddy we said thank no, you very thank much you. on that. More Unscripted with the Crack Man on the other side. Numbers Game Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.